Welcome to the Jackie Service Show. I'm Jackie Service, where we are talking all things people strategy, entrepreneurship, and how hiring the right humans will unlock the next phase of growth in your business. As a former corporate VP of HR, my life completely shifted when I learned I had a brain tumor. From this moment forward, I knew that there was more. I dove headfirst into healing, mindset work, and spirituality. And from this space, my entrepreneur journey was born. Now I am a people strategist and founder of Serve Recruitment Agency, a boutique recruitment firm that helps scaling companies hire aligned leaders for growth. In this podcast, I'm going to share about my business journey, entrepreneurship, leadership, and how hiring the right humans unlocks massive potential. Welcome to the show. Are you confused about hiring? You're not alone. Majority of leaders struggle to figure out who they need, in what roles, and when, and how these people will have the greatest impact on the growth of their business. This is why we created People Strategy Sessions to do a deep dive into your business and help you build a clear roadmap on the talent you need to drive sustainable growth. We dive into your greater why, where you are today in your business, where you want to go in your business from a growth standpoint, and ultimately, who do you need to enable that growth overall? For more information, please send an email to Jackie at JackieService.com or feel free to reach out at JackieService across all platforms. Welcome back to another episode of the Jackie Service Show. This is going to be a lot of fun. Today, we are diving deep with a brand new friend who I met in an elite mastermind that we are both a part of, Leanne Scott. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jackie. Thanks so much. And you're going to hear very quickly that she has an accent. So we're going to get there in rapid fire. We'll help you understand where she's from, where she's living, all that great stuff. Um, But I'm so excited to just have a really open conversation around one, what Chirp is, which is your business, and specifically something we were just talking offline. I'd love to dive into LinkedIn and the power of LinkedIn with some of the marketing tips and tricks that you have learned that you can share around AI automation and LinkedIn in particular. So I know my audience is big LinkedIn fans. We have a lot of business listeners that come and hang out with us. So I can't wait just to pick your brain and get all that knowledge out for whoever is tuning in today. Amazing. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. Beautiful. So we always do rapid fire questions so people can get to know you before we dive into a bit more about your story and then specifically want to really focus on some of the marketing tips and tricks that you have learned in your business as well. So let's start there. One, where are you from originally? I am originally from Cape Town, South Africa. Beautiful. And home now is? Home now is the Lake District in the UK. Uh, it is very wet, um, but it is beautiful. <laughs> I, You know what? You're not far off from, I live on Lake Huron. So I'm also about two and a half to three hours outside of Toronto. So pretty rural. You know, you drive into or you fly into an airport and you still have a, another yeah. half day to get home. <laughs> yeah, and, that's about uh, right. <laughs> we're kind of in the same weather hemisphere because I definitely, we've been raining here for about all of October. 
yeah yeah we had a very wet summer it's like where is the sunshine <laughs> oh and especially being from Cape Town I'm sure you miss some of that sunshine oh yes yeah. so this is the first year that I've gone what am I doing here <laughs> I've missed the sun a lot this year um so yeah being you know, having grown up in the southern hemisphere absolutely absolutely um favorite book or a book that you were have read in your life that you love to recommend to other people oh I'm such an avid reader which uh I love the bookshelf (laughs) and I've got another three or four of those um so it's which book has made the biggest impact um I think this year, the book, which sounds a bit cliche to say, but it is Dan Martel's uh, Buy Back Your Time, um, because it it felt like it was the right balance of, I've been running businesses for many years, but never quite figured out a key part of what he teaches, which is that replacement ladder. Mm. Um, so it's not easy, but it's a, a great blueprint to follow. So I think that's been the most impactful book that I've read this year. Yeah, there's, I keep going back to it. In fact, I have a few boxes, which you can't see right now, right behind me. Um, I was such a big advocate of Dan. And when he came out with this book, I listened to it and I'm such a visual learner that I wanted to see it and actually grasp it myself. So I did invest in and get some of his books and share them with every entrepreneur that, that I can find. And every time I feel stuck in a particular area, it's like he wrote a chapter on it. Yeah, all I have to do exactly. is go into his, exactly. uh, you know, index and see, okay, well, I'll go to chapter six and we'll have a whole conversation about how to leverage an executive assistant to take, take off some of the things in my plate and buy back my time. So if you have yeah. not listened or listened and or read buy back your time by Dan Martell, yes, we are giving it a um, standing ovation here. And it's a big piece of, <laughs> I'm sure why you and I both decided to go all in and, and learn from him together this year. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I followed him for many years in SAS Academy, but this was pivotal to write. I have got to be part of elite. Mm, I love that. Beautiful. Well, and then speaking of, I know Dan will be one of the common for you and I, Beyond Dan, who's somebody that's really acted as a mentor to you or somebody that has supported you in your own development as an entrepreneur and business owner? Um, I think for me, Molly Mahoney has been, has had the biggest influence. Um, We have been in a couple of masterminds together, but um, this year has been, maybe this year for me has been quite transformational um, because this year I've really dug into Molly's content, um, especially around AI Mm. and AI content production, because that aligns very well with what we're uh, doing at CHIRP. Um, And I've learned so much from her. I just love that she's so authentically herself um, and not afraid to share who she is. And I think, uh, I don't know if you found this, but there are not a lot of female role models in the entrepreneurial world who are that open authentic but worth following mm. um and so I've re- I really enjoy her energy a lot yeah it's it's so interesting I've moved through my own experience and I'm not sure how you felt as a as a woman entrepreneur but I um I grew up in corporate so I spent a good 15 years of my career as an executive in HR 
And there was a certain level of executive maturity and polish that was expected of me through my twenties and early thirties. And, you know, it's interesting as I look back and in the last seven years of being an entrepreneur have been creating and building personal brands, which I know you're so passionate about in the space of marketing. And it's been this continuous layered back of the onion because I have this persona of like, oh, when you put a mic in front of you or you press a camera on, there's a certain way I'm supposed to, way I'm going to put in quotations, I'm supposed to show up. And Mm -hmm. I've really had to like debunk and decondition that methodology mentality that was really a part of my own mindset. So to your point, when you find somebody you connect with who just feels authentically real, man, it's a breath of fresh air because I've I've been on my own journey to try to get there, but it's a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 100%, 100% a journey. I mean, for me, for so long, I was uh, afraid of getting in front of the camera. Um, I was afraid to speak because girls are, you know, executive assistants. They they don't run businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and or then I always quiet, felt, right? Yeah, quiet. exactly, exactly. And uh, and I think South Africa has got a big um, sense of that. So you know that that was how we were raised. Um, and then when you do start going out, you've always got to have a suit on, and you always got to have the high heels. Um, And now I'm like, that's just not me anymore. Um, So maybe kind of with age, with experience, like you say, peeling back the the onion layers, you can start to be more who you are. And now I don't mind that I've got an accent. I mean, you raised Mm -hmm. in the beginning and somebody else said earlier, she didn't want to speak on video, um, one of my clients. And I'm like, but that's what makes you who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what people are going to connect with. I love that. I love that. So full circle. A little bit of your background, a little bit of your own, yeah. you know, who, who resonates with you and why you've been a serial entrepreneur for quite some time and talk about a little bit of your experience on, on the entrepreneur piece. And then I'd love to kind of bake into a little bit more about what is chirp and what are you doing today? Okay. So, um, yes, <laughs> I think I was born an entrepreneur. <laughs> I think I've always had that in me. Um, I very early on in my career decided, right, working for someone, um, isn't the path for me. Um, and so I went out on my own, uh, much to my husband's like, you're doing what? <laughs> um, however, I have learned a lot and it's it's really pushed me out of my comfort zone. Um, so I built a, a company out in South Africa many years ago um, and we built it up to 37,000 uh, active subscribers. Um, and it was for new parents, new and expectant parents. And it was a whole um, baby uh, information and education uh, company. We had uh, five books and we did sampling through massive retailers. Um, But unfortunately, we got to a point uh, where we needed to leave South Africa. And so we couldn't take that business with us. Um, And then since then, I've worked in uh, copywriting, marketing strategy, uh, web development to help small businesses. I've got a real passion for helping startups and and people who feel they can change the world and just need a little helping hand to get there. 
But as I've gone through the years, I always wanted to have a bigger impact. So I've always used a lot of coaching, mentoring around helping people understand who they serve. And by doing that, it's looking at, right, what will directly impact their business as they're growing? And that's how Chirp kind of has come to be, mm. is that we have this, we have these platforms available to us um, and they're free. Yes, there is paid advertising, but you can still leverage them in a way that when I was starting out before, you know, as the internet makes me sound old, but as the internet was starting to um, come online um, and as it was developing, we didn't have things like WordPress and drag and drop email and being able to reach millions of people just by sitting in front of your computer and posting about who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still so much unknown about social media and how to really make it work for you. Um, and so I, for me, that's the opportunity is to really get you out into the world. Um, and so Chirp was about how we systemize that and give people a product that would not take over their business because they still need to do what they're good at. But how do we take who they are, what their story is, and present it to the world in a way that's consistent, frequent, um, and beneficial to their business? Mm, I love this. And, you know, one of the things is interesting. I shied away from the tools for a while and I would have this like push and pull kind of energy around, let's use Instagram as an example. I've been pretty consistent on LinkedIn. And I think that's because I was raised in quote unquote corporate America where LinkedIn was very mm-hmm. much a tool we could use. But I think back to 2008 Uh, in my career with PepsiCo. And I was one of the first people who started tweeting about jobs and was all over Twitter and would find the most incredible candidates via the methodology using social platforms. And it's been an interesting push and pull for me. And I think a piece of it has always been this, this mindset I've had that it takes so much time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if I look at a calendar and I'm like, okay, I have eight hours in a day and six of them are with client facing meetings or revenue producing meetings. Where am I finding the the time to go and create content? Even though in today's world, you can go quickly on the internet and find all the benefits of creating content as an entrepreneur, (laughs) it still felt like this push and pull energy for Mm -hmm. me. One of the things on your site that I just instantly fell in love with, and I knew we would want to talk about a little bit more is this idea that you support people with a one hour call, one hour interview to create 30 days of content for them. What is that all about? Tell me more about where this was birthed and how this all came to be. Because to me, I'm like, that sounds fantastic. (laughs) And what a simple way to invest an hour and get 30 days of content cut up. 100%. I mean, for me, it's like, while I was running social media for people and sometimes I get to nine o'clock and I'm like, oh, God, I forgot to put post that thing. What am I going to post? And then for myself, what am I going to post today? How do I post it? Like, oh, I, you know, I, I've had 10 meetings today. How do I do this? The other side of that is when you do say, right, I've got a day now and I'm going to create content. 
what do I write? What do I do? And now I've got to do video. And how many times have you tried to do a one minute video and had to do the retake 10 times and you're still not happy with it? <laughs> I've really worked on my perfectionism because you know what? Usually when you do a recording 10 times, the first one was the best anyways. You never exactly. quite get it right. <laughs> exactly. But then if you think about it, when you are in conversation, so so for me, it's like um, I was trying to raise funds for an app that I was building, and I, I never had the opportunity to show the potential investors who I am and that I'm passionate and that I'm committed. But get me talking about what I do, you're going to hear it. So I and, and a podcast is so much easier. And so when I'm on a meeting with someone, I can bring out their charisma. I can bring out their passion because they forget that you're being recorded and the eye contact is there because you're speaking to a person. Mm -hmm. So all um, kind of stress, worry, pressure of having to perform on camera is forgotten. Um, and so that's where the kind of one hour interview came from is that if I interview you and ask you questions, you're completely forgetting about um, what you're doing on camera, but you're actually authentically answering. And I'm able to bring out that passion. And so even when I chop that video up and I put it onto LinkedIn, 80% of videos are read, not watched, okay? So they're not heard, not, they're not heard. But what do we know about communication? Only 7% of our communication is actual words. So what about the other 93%? Well, here is the really interesting thing, is that even though they're reading your video, they are picking up the other 93% of your communication. And so they're building this parasocial relationship with you just by scrolling past your video. Um, wow. So you are showing up authentically. You are putting out your energy. Um, I think Dan told us this week, it's you, your energy has to be felt. And if you are speaking in a way where you are not scripted, that's going to come through um, and people are going to pick that up as they scroll through. And so that was really why I thought from a time save point of view, you don't want to spend hours creating content, one hour with me. And then we take that one hour and create using our AI tools, we'll create your 30 days worth of content, but it's also going out very authentically in your voice, in your style. Mm, I love this. And you're so right. I mean, the amount of times that I've had a videographer show up and we have the set kind of created of the chair and the bookshelf in the background or whatever it is, and they press record and I know what I'm quote unquote, supposed to say, I get so awkward. My face does funny things. I watch it back <laughs> on a video and I'm like, that doesn't even look or sound like me. What has happened? And yeah. it's a big piece of, I, I started this podcast almost a year ago. You are likely going to be right around my one year anniversary, which is super cool. Very cool. And uh, when I started to just have conversations with people, which is what I do every day. Cause I'm having interviews with really cool, incredible people mm -hmm. to join organizations. It just felt so much more natural and freeing. And so very similarly, like we'll record this podcast together and we'll create content out of it because people will see the little, you know, snips of us on different social media yeah. sites. And, and if there's a spark or an interest, we'll come over and listen to our episode together and, and join us here. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love that. Exactly. And I think everybody can use that, that everybody can utilize that in their own business. Um, and I suppose maybe there was a thing where you felt like you had to be invited onto a podcast. Um, and this takes that away. It just, mm. like, there's nothing stopping you from appearing and, and being seen as the expert that you are in your domain. Mm. Love this. Love this. So that was a big piece of what I wanted to talk about is just, we can simplify these tools. We can make it feel seamless. And there are people like Leanne and Chirp that exist out there in the world. So you can hold, you know, you can have space held for you for 60 minutes. The investment is 60 minutes of your time for 30 days of content. I'm telling you, watch what happens to just people being interested about you, conversations that get started. It is such a beautiful way for us to leverage these two tools and be consistent, which is a big thing that I've noticed is the more consistent I am, the more conversations that are getting started. Exactly. Beautiful. I actually want to turn the attention to LinkedIn for a minute. And I feel like you geek out on LinkedIn, like I geek out on LinkedIn, because it's a big tool for me in specifically the back end when I'm sourcing or searching for great talent for organizations. And so I've used LinkedIn for years and have started sharing all aspects of me on LinkedIn, not just the corporate business side, but videos of podcasts and and all sorts Mm -hmm. of things. You have now combined two, two things that I'm highly passionate about. AI and automation with LinkedIn in this new program and course that you're launching. Tell me a little bit more about where that came from and just some insights and wisdom that you have about LinkedIn that the listeners may not know about. So LinkedIn, I think of all the platforms, it's my favorite. Um, And it's my favorite because you can be proactive in the way you connect and the way you build your network. Um, and you can have really meaningful conversations and you can probably reach people that you never thought possible uh, through LinkedIn. But how do you do that and how do you use the tools? So LinkedIn is one of those things that you do have to kind of um, be active on to make it work. So we've kind of we've built in our course that we're releasing, we've got a three prong approach. So we look at posting and that's looking at your frequency and your consistency and how to create the content. So we use a lot of AI to create content, but making sure that we're always doing it in your voice. Mm. So we have a very cool um, tool coming out as part of the course where you'll be able to teach your AI robot how to speak and think like you, um, which I'm very excited about. And then you will look at how we schedule content because if your content is scheduled, you know it's going out and you've got that consistency and that frequency. So you're playing to the algorithm to get you the right human eyeballs on your content. And then it's how do you get that engagement to come through? And then obviously, what do we all want? We want those meaningful conversations. And that could be in terms of getting job applicants. Mm -hmm. It could be positioning yourself as, um, as a startup who is starting their hiring journey maybe they've just raised their seed round and they need to start hiring and your candidates will go and look at you online to see who you are and whether you're someone they want to work with um and so then so how do you bring those three together um if your content is done you're able to have more time available 
to engage and connect. And then obviously there's a there's a little bit of a um, system that you need to look at and how you proactively connect with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many gurus. There's so many gurus and coaches on LinkedIn. It's like, what really works? And actually, it really comes down to your frequency, your consistency, and how proactive you are connecting with the people you want to connect with. Mm, love this. It's, uh, it is an incredibly powerful tool. And I find that I can have a deeper, more meaningful conversation more often when I'm connecting on LinkedIn, uh, especially in the line of work that I do. And uh, reply rates are so much faster mm. than some of the other apps that are out there as well. You had shared offline with me some of the metrics that are important to consider when we think about LinkedIn, you know, because for somebody who's not posting at all, posting once a week feels really, you know, feels like that's the edge. I'm curious for you and your own learning with LinkedIn, when we think about frequency and consistency, like what does that mean? What's a metric that you have learned that actually helps you within the algorithm itself? Absolutely. So I often say, um, and it has been proven by not just me, that um, it almost doesn't matter what you post on Mm. LinkedIn, as long as you post every day. Um, And actually, the magic happens when you post multiple times a day. Now, two or three, we're still testing to see whether it makes that much difference. But Um, the more you post, the more opportunity you have to um, reach people. So the metrics we look at is impressions, because that's showing you how far your um, content is reaching. Um, And then followers to a certain degree, because it will start to increase, but not everybody follows. There's a lot of lurkers. I think the stat, if I remember correctly, is about 65% of people lurk on LinkedIn, but Mm -hmm. they are watching. And as long as you are showing up, they will come to you when they need that service, but they need to know that you've got that service. Um, And so there's a couple of things that we've learned about the posting as well, which I'll come to in a moment. Um, But what I'm seeing is that if you are active, online. So we've got uh, people have the opportunity to see that you are showing up. The biggest thing that people fight against or resist against is even posting every day. Mm. Um, They are worried about irritating people. But actually, the algorithm decides who gets to see your content. And not everybody gets to see your content every time. They, and especially if you notice that LinkedIn, your the content is updating all the time. Um, so if I'm online now, I won't see what you posted this morning. Um, I'm only going to be shown really what you posted now unless I actively go and look for it. So I wouldn't worry about how many times or, or about people getting upset about you posting more often. But what will happen is that the algorithm will show you more often and more people will interact. And not all your content will um, will land well, but that's fine because some of it will. And mm-hmm. the stuff that does get uh, get the impressions and does really hook people, you'll know to do more of that. So I think mm-hmm. that's really important. 
Um, the other side that I've seen with the posting is that, and we've spoken about how you can show your personality as you're, as you're showing up on video, but actually branding those videos is really important because as people are scrolling and LinkedIn especially is a business platform. So if you brand your videos as they're scrolling, they might not listen to each of your videos or watch each of your videos, but you're reinforcing your brand every time. We all spend a fortune on getting a corporate identity, a logo and colors and all of that. Use it, use it every day um, and use it in your videos so that as people are scrolling through, they're going to, like for me, I've got bright pink and yellow. I was going to say, you have bright <laughs> pink and yellow. And I was just going to say, I know that just because of seeing your content. Exactly. Which means that on a blue corporate <laughs> Navy blue platform, my pink is going to show up as, oh, it's the pink, it's the pink. And there's one other guy, Michael Poe, I think his name is. He's also, he's pink and black. And you just can't help but notice it. And so you reinforce that logo each and every time. So when people need a service, mm-hmm. you've already subliminally planted the seed over and over and over again. And when they need a recruitment agent, you're the first person they're going to think about. Um, and so there's this way that you can just be marketing without having to spend a fortune on pay-per-click. Mm, love this. Okay. That's so helpful to understand just consistency, frequency, what you're finding out now, does it matter if it's written or video or voice? Like what is anything performing better on LinkedIn in particular that you're seeing? I think that video works better. Um, and it does. It, so we do a mix. We try and do a mix of uh, voice and um, written posts. But the thing is that it is about building relationships. And so um, when we talk about uh, the communication percentages, um, people are going to feel like they are connecting with you and getting to know you. So. I think it's a, they call it parasocial connection. And there's a stat that Daniel Priestley from Oversubscribed uh, found. And he says that it takes seven hours of video or seven hours of FaceTime to feel like you have built a relationship. Mm. We can circumvent that by being seen on video because the subconscious mind still sees that as a connection. And so after you've seen my video multiple times, you already have a sense that you know me. So when I reach out to you on LinkedIn in a message, you already feel like I am an acquaintance at least, or a friend, and you're more likely to open my message and respond because there is a face to the name. Got it. Love this. Uh, Such a powerful conversation and just understanding how we as humans interact with these platforms as well. And you talked a lot about, you know, the course that's coming out has AI integrated within it. I'm curious for you just in the world of automation in general, even beyond your course and programming, what are some of the really unique studies or stats or experiences that you've had that are catching your attention around how automation enables and 
to my listeners who think about AI or automation and think that they're taking over the world, how do we like, how do we work through the fears that people have of even just going and playing and trying them out? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, so what I found, what I found is that there's a couple of uh, studies in that they say that people, our brains can tell the difference. So our brains can pick up if it's an AI driven, um, if it's AI, pure AI content. Um, however, AI is about speeding up your processes and yielding it to support you to work faster, but not necessarily do the work for you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's about playing. And I think if you are willing to just log into open.ai, ChatGPT, and have a play, ask it a question, ask it to write you something, and then take that content and put it into your own words or your own voice, tweak it, you'll really start to see the power of it. And mm. I think that that will take the fear out of it. It's not it's not about um, taking over and doing it for you. It really is more about um, supporting you to work faster so you've got time to think, time to innovate. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that is really where we can leverage AI and we can take advantage of it rather than fear it. I love that. There's so many individuals, specifically in the marketing sector, who I've talked to uh, through my recruiting years and have hired many marketers in multiple different organizations. And that was an initial fear of like, hey, AI is going to take my job and yeah. I'm the copywriter is not going to be needed anymore in this organization. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's actually allowed them to enhance their frequency, their throughput, their performance. Mm. And it's made them think differently as copywriters and it's almost enhanced their work and their performance is, is the outcome for some who were a little bit timid to get on in the first place. Um, yeah. But there's just so much talk right now about AI automation in general. So I just wanted to get your take mm. on what you're seeing and how it's impacting yeah. the space of marketing in particular. Yeah, definitely. And I, and the, so having been a copywriter, the thing is that you still have to recognize good copy versus bad copy. You still have to recognize whether it's accurate information or not. Mm -hmm. um, but the amount of content that we can output at the moment using AI, different AI tools is phenomenal. Um, and, and I think that it still comes down to the human input um, in how good the content is, but then also in the delivery of the services. Do you want me spending hours writing content or do you want me to get the content out and support you in building your business? You know, that's where the power is going to come from. I love that. I love that. Okay. So as this podcast is getting out there into the world, we are recording it a couple of weeks in advance this course is going to be live. So how can people connect with you, learn more about you and understand a bit more about your AI LinkedIn course that's going to be live? Absolutely. So it will be available on chirpit.online. Um, you'll have full access from there. And obviously you're going to see me on LinkedIn promoting it. Um, we will be holding a webinar very shortly 
um, that where you'll be able to get a flavor of the course and just some top tips on how you can improve your LinkedIn. Um, so that'll all be available. And then obviously my goal with the course is that you'll be able to walk away and have a clear understanding on how you can make the most of LinkedIn to build your career, to build your business, but not waste hours and hours worrying about what to post, how to create the content and how to do it. You're saving people time. There's nothing more precious for business owners and entrepreneurs <laughs> than our time, especially you and I both were talking offline around children and families and the dynamics yeah. of, of all of that. And so if I'm here working, I want to be head down working. And if you can save me time or allocate my time in a different way so I can be more innovative and serve in a different way, I'm all in. So I can't wait to learn more about the course, to join your webinar and just be there lockstep with you as you promote this. Leanne, it's been such a pleasure to just one, get to know you and two, learn a little bit more about your philosophy around marketing and how we can really expedite this fear that many entrepreneurs and founders have that creating content and building a personal brand equals an incredible amount of time. There are people like Leanne and Chirp and others who can really help you drive uh, efficiencies when it comes to getting your authentic voice out into the world so that more people know about you. So Leanne, I'm so grateful. Thank you for spending this time with us today and so excited to continue to get to know you as we build together. Thank you so much, Jackie. It's been amazing and I really appreciated being here. Beautiful. We'll see you again. If you're looking for anything with Chirp or Leanne, please check the show notes. All the details are there so that you can get access to her with one click. And we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show. Thank you for listening in to today's show. If there was a key message that landed with you, please share or send us a direct message on Instagram at Jackie Service and let us know. We love hearing from you. Also, to continue to keep this podcast growing, it would mean the world if you could take a minute and like and rate the show or share it with a friend. Our team is forever grateful. Until next time, we'll see you again on the Jackie Service Show.